Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello, it is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to the daily podcast of Wisdom Smack with me, your host and practical priestess of wisdom, Michelle. Thank you and join me because today we're going to be doing a wisdom skills training that I have been holding off for a while, but I think it's time to break it out where we get to talking about what I call smart foolery, you know. That foolery that you do when you think you're being smart, but you're not? Oh, yes. So join me on the flip, and I'll see you soon. All right, you're here. Let's get this going. Today, we're going to be doing a wisdom skills training on how to avoid smart foolery. This is going to be a time when we get together, we dig in and we get us some wisdom on how to not be done in by the dupe. Okay, so as I want to start off, I want to just give a shout out to Mark Twain. And um, I have one of his quotes that I want to read to you. Okay, so here we go. The quote goes, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. I'm going to say that one again because that one will preach real good. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. And I'm setting it up this way. And the reason why is because in our um, environment right now, there are so many things coming at us. And I am seeing a lot of people who are ill-equipped to decipher, discern, and to work with how to sift through what's right for them, what's what's right, and what might be not right for them, but right for others. This is one of those times that um, you've got to have that mental strength to be able to do some heavy lifting with how you think and process. And I don't want to say that it's too late if you're if you're not ready now. What I want to do is I kind of want to just do my part because we all need it. None of us, I don't care who you are, none of us can say that we've got it all there. And I'm just going to say that I'm a student right along with you with wisdom. And so I'm going to give you some of the wisdom smacks that I've gotten. I wish we had a lot of time, but we don't. So let me go on and get into a few of them that I'm going to... Um, highlight. And hopefully as I'm going through them and giving you a little more insight, you'll be like, oh, okay. All right. So um, there are three that I kind of want to focus on today. And they're going to be impatience, hubris, and desperation. And I think they're apropos for what's going on right now. And so let's deal with um, impatience right now. With impatience, 
It is where people despise the elongation of what they think is pain, aka time. People that are impatient do not know how to endure the moments that cause them discomfort. And so they tend to be uh, in this this time of doing unforced errors and they make a lot of mistakes. And if you don't believe me, think about the last time that you were running late. You needed to get out of the door, get in your car. Well, I, you know what? That's not a good example because n- not many people are supposed to be getting in their cars and going anywhere right now. But anyway, just, just go with me, okay? So <laughs> the last time you were late and you were needing to be somewhere and you knew you were late. All of a sudden, things that you've done a thousand times before, picking up a a brush, brushing your teeth, all of a sudden, you're slinging um, toothpaste and it's getting on your shirt. You're dropping your uh, brush down the sink. That's wet. All these unforced errors because of the impatience and not realizing that if you slow down, you save time. And Right now, this is one of the things that I am seeing uh, that's being played out. And that is that because we tend to, when we're impatient, we tend to uh, despise time. It causes us to despise long-term benefits um, and not realizing that eventually long-term is going to become today. And It's going back to that famous marshmallow test. And the marshmallow test, it was a cute little test, but it was a test done um, many years ago. I want to say it was done in the 70s, but um, they took little kids and they wanted to see willpower. So it was kind of like a test on willpower. And they gave them the option of you can have, um, you got two options. You can either have a marshmallow now or you can wait five minutes or 10 minutes, something like that. Anyway, it was some little time in in the future. And if you wait, you can have three or, you know, more. And they looked at the kids who were able to wait it out as opposed to the kids who were not. And they discovered that willpower and the ability to bear patience uh, translated a lot of, of times in these kids' lives where they, the ones that were able to stave off impatience, they were able to have long-lasting benefits into their later years where they had better decision-making, less impulse control, and had more what we would call stable living and stable lives. And I don't want to make it seem like this is some kind of inherent quality that people have. I'm going to say that at any given time, when you have so much right on you and there's a lot riding on what you do in the now, it is easy to get impatient. It is easy to have a lot of forced errors because your very life and uh, the quality of your life could be dependent on that. So I am not making light of it. I'm simply saying to be mindful of it. Um, I don't like to say what I'm going to talk about the next day, but just stick with me tomorrow because I'll, I'll probably be doing, it's not part two of this, but it, it'll be a nice compliment to what we're talking about today. Um, so, but today for this wisdom training, uh, this wisdom skills training of how to avoid being smart, foolish, uh, 
impatience is one of those that's going to get you. And whether you realize it or not, it can be tricky. You think you're doing all of that and you're not. And so this is a big one that I want to make sure that I mention with regards to this whole idea, you know, of impatience. And that is people don't read fine point, a fine print, or people don't vet, people don't take the time to do their due diligence. They don't take time to ask around, get uh, referrals, testimonials, or whatever when they're starting to embark on something because they are bedazzled by the shiny or the promise or the help is right here. And I want to make sure that if nothing else that you don't get, that if you get nothing else today, remember, impatience will get you God. You have to slow down and do a 360. Turn all the stones over. Check and see. Look past today. Figure out what long term looks like if you make that decision today, if you imbibe today, if you do it today. Uh, there are... Um, was this old saying about sleeping on things and they actually for when you're doing uh um you when you're making decisions and they talked about how when people were willing to put a night's sleep in between their decisions that there was a high percentage of people who realized that that decision was based on a momentary lapse in judgment to the and some people to the point of insanity where people make big decisions, big buying decisions, big acceptances and and the like, because they get caught up into this emotional euphoria and they swiftly move from the logical part of their brain to where most decisions of passion happen into that primal brain. And so by even, you know, sleeping on it. So if you can't figure out if this is impatience or whatever, sleep on it. If nothing else, sleep on it. Because remember, long term will eventually become today. And impatience has a way of making your long term be almost unbearable. It really does. Um, I was looking at some of the stipulations of the stimulus package uh, because of being a you know small business owner and the like uh, here in the United States. And I was like, hmm, you know, so I'm, I'm reading, you know, I'm, I'm reading a lot. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to get, get the reading that requires the micro, uh, the, uh, excuse me, the magnifying glass, because there are some things in there. I'm like, hmm, we have to, we have to deal with this. And I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Be wise, people. Be wise. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, hubris. Hubris is a way of saying arrogance or when you have excessive pride or overconfidence. And this one plays out is when we're talking about what we're dealing with right now. This one tends to play out when people are trying to be so smart in there and, and they don't really know, realize that they're being very foolish. They try to be so smart and they only think that they're the, the ones that know what's going on. And there we have a way of saying it that um, in my neck of the woods of uh, entrepreneurs, and that is to stop being the best of the cheapest. I'm going to say it again. Stop being the best of the cheapest. And there is something about the word cheap. When I was growing up, my grandmother was adamant that we did not use the word cheap as a good thing. She said, that is not a good word. She said, um, cheap means low quality. She said, what you mean is inexpensive, thrifty. 
She said, do not use cheap to describe yourself or anything about what you're offering or what you're doing. And it always stuck to me that cheap does mean low quality um, in the way I use it. And words have power. And so when I started learning about stop being the best and being the cheapest, I was like, boom, um, part of the entrepreneurial way. And for some of y'all, I'm telling you now, whether you like it or not, you're about to become entrepreneurs. I, I, I wish I didn't have to be the bearer of that news, but I just wanted to have a little quick news flash for you that things are never going to go back the same way. And there are going to be a lot of reluctant entrepreneurs out there. And let me just go on and tell you that you're going to find people that are going to try to teach you how to be entrepreneurial. And what they're going to do is they're going to try to teach you how to be the best at being the cheapest. And the best at being the cheapest means that they tout being um, savvy and cutting corners and being what they call efficient and um, getting things done at the lowest price, basically cutting corners and offering the MVP, the minimum viable product uh, that they can get away with and still fulfill the baseline expectations of what they said they would give. Not the puffery of expectations that they give out um, or that they portray in their sales offering. And too many times, People think that this is the way to go and they see people doing this and it looks like they're making a lot of money. But I'm going to tell you, it's fast money and fast money leaves fast. And so hubris uh, with this, this arrogance, this overconfidence without the uh, foundations of, of um, being certain about what you do and doing good by people and doing good work is going to get people. And I see so many folks trying to do this. Why is it that, you know, people say, oh, I need to, I need to make some money. And the, and oh, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make it sound like everyone is bad out there. They're not. Um, but we're going to be getting to the next reason why I have this exasperated tone in my voice. We're going to be dealing with desperation in just a minute. And I see people and I, I talk to people, I need to make money. Show me how to make money. I need to, ha, ha, ha. And when I tell them, there is really, when it breaks down um, for, you know, someone like me who's been working on my own for almost 15 years now and, you know, mortgage bills and all of that. And um, if I don't make it, it doesn't get done. I have learned, you know, the hard way and the long way that if you want to make money online, you got to get good at something and it's got to be real good. And the product or the service or whatever it is you offer, it needs to be quality because you try to do this being the best at being the cheapest and you will always be hustling and struggling because it won't last and you'll always have to hop to different things and waste a lot of time when if you just took the time to get good at one thing and start with that and then build on that, you will have steady income, stable ways of making income and taking care of yourself. And so today, people think that savvy equals being um, tricky. 
And that's not the that's that's not the way. Please avoid that. Check your arrogance. Check your hubris. Stop trying to get something for nothing. I've talked about this in the past when I've uh, talked about um, P.T. Barnum's book Humbugs and where he talks about basically people deserve you know, to get taken advantage of if they're trying to get something for nothing. I used to give him a bad rap and I'm not saying that P.T. Barnum was all great, but I have a little more respect for him than I I did before listening to other people. It wasn't until I actually started trying to get my hands on what he wrote, uh, his biographies and how he came to be the person he was that I understood that for the most part, if you would ask him, he didn't try to hide anything um, about what he was doing. He was actually a pretty good uh, judge of character and of uh, humanity's failings. And that part of a sucker is born every minute was not that he was like, cha-cha-cha, I got you. No, he was kind of, not kind of, he was saying that a sucker is born every minute because there's always somebody out there that thinks that they're better than everybody else and that some kind of way they can skirt and get around what everybody else can't. And they are thus the suckers. And so when I'm talking about this hubris and I'm talking about this smart foolery that people engage in, that's what I'm talking about. Stop it. Just stop it. Um, and I want to, and I want to just, I kind of want to implore you to be aware of when it's your ego and when arrogance is taking over. Be aware when impatience is making you move forward. Or maybe um, be aware when your ego has got it where you're so puffed up that you don't ever want to be wrong. You don't ever want to look like you're less than. Don't ever want to seem like you have lost status, meaning, you know, that you don't know it all or that you don't want anybody to think you're a fool. I would rather everybody think me a fool and be able to have a life worth living than people to think I'm all of that and have nothing. And when I say nothing, I'm not talking about uh, physical things. I'm, I'm talking about the ability to live, the ability to have sanity. Because I'm going to tell you, oh, being um, in the environment we're in, and I'm, I'm talking to these newly minted, whether you know it or not, these newly minted uh, entrepreneurs, when you start trying to engage online and work in a digital format, everybody wants to first think that you're a scammer. And then, so you're guilty until proven innocent. So you're going to find that you're going to end up having to do a lot. You're going to end up having to swallow a lot of uh um, humble pie. Um, you're going to have to work with people, learn how different people interpret stuff. Be- just because you had an intention and meant it one way doesn't mean that they received it that way. You've got to understand the difference between your intention and the impact it has and customer service and all of these other things. So I'm just trying to help you. And I don't want this to be just about how to make money because this, uh, uh, Avoiding smart foolery works across the board. Uh, impatient in relationships, um, being arrogant and um, taking people for granted when you have hubris. But let me go on because I want to get to desperation. And then there are a few other things I want to talk about um, with regards to how to 
really hone your skills of not doing things um, that you might have thought were smart, but in the long run, they turn out to be very foolish. So let's talk about desperation because that is one that's driving the horses right now. Desperation. And with desperation, it... uh, Oh, it makes it it makes it hard to watch because I have found that right now there are a lot of people who in their desperate ways are thinking that the most direct path is the best one. And that is not the case all the time. And this is one that wisdom was like, I need you to make sure you say this. So I'm saying it. Desperation will have you thinking that the straight line or the the straight path is always the best one. When sometimes there's danger in that way, that is not always wisdom. Sometimes it's straight up folly. And I say this because people are like, okay, let me, let me give you a, for instance, (laughs) I started seeing the memes a few days ago and I saw someone put up something, um, a notice from Costco, Uh, And Costco said uh, no refunds on and they put things like uh, toilet paper and a few other things. But then someone else, you know, put up another meme where there was a lady at the returns desk and she had a cart full of, you guessed it, toilet paper trying to bring it back. And this is not a slam on people, but to me, returning cartfuls of toilet paper encompasses what why we're having this conversation today because it encompasses the trilogy of what we're talking about impatience despising your long long term for your immediate gains today driven by your desperation thinking that the direct path is the best one directly going buy up every single piece of toilet paper you can have And then driven by hubris of arrogance, that thinking that you're the most savvy because you're going to quickly go and get all the toilet paper. And lo and behold, four weeks later, when you can't eat that toilet paper and we're in it for the long haul and you see that we have too much toilet paper, let's go and try to get the money exchange for the toilet paper. So now we can buy food because the kids are eating us out of house and home. And that it should not be that way, but we're dealing with what it is. And, and therefore, I think that's why wisdom is leading us to have have a wisdom skills training today about avoiding smart foolery, because that's what it is. And so let's talk a little bit more about this desperation. But I wanted to, you know, talk, give you that example of how that just encompasses all three of the things we're talking about. Um, and Going back to this direct path is the best path, what you'll learn is that when you are driven by impatience, impatience will make you think that you're being smart by doing exactly that, by not realizing that sometimes there's a reason why the there's a curve in the road. There is a reason why the road is, uh, is snakes about. Because if it doesn't, it will drive you right into a wall. It will drive you right into a cliff or something. So you have to be smart by learning to slow down, learning to understand that you don't know it all. And it takes time to vet and to look. And don't try to get over on people. Don't try to be the best at being the, at being the cheapest. Take your time. 
and with this desperation, don't always think that the the straight path is the best path. I look at people, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, sometimes when I'm when I'm um consulting, I get people just get get to the point, just give me the one, two, three, you know, and I'm like, okay. All right. And then, of course, they come back and they're like, well, that didn't work. I'm like, "Okay, well, now you got to pay again because you were not being smart. You thought you were being smart, but you weren't. And this is not a put down on anyone because sometimes people have to take their lumps and their bumps and learn like I did. A lot of the stuff I'm telling you is because guess what? I have done it. I have made that mistake. And so this is one the the next few things I want to talk about in our last few minutes together with uh, our wisdom strength uh, wisdom skills training of avoiding smart foolery. Um, these are things that I've been guilty of, and I wanted to be you know open to to help you um, to maybe be inspired to not do them. This one is a big one, and that is coping with adversity instead of finding ways to eliminate it. That right there is a huge smart foolery. Why would you learn to endure something when you could just as easily work to find a way to eliminate it? There's this old story about uh, this guy that uh, stops to ask directions and uh, he meets a guy who's standing on his porch and there's um, an old hound dog laying there and the hound dog is is just whimpering and whimpering and crying and the guy looks at, at the uh, God, and he looks at the dog. He says, uh, what's wrong with the dog? And he says, oh, he's laying on a nail. And he was like, well, wh- how long, why is he laying there? How long is he going to lay on the nail? He says, until he gets tired of, uh, coping with it until he gets tired of laying there. And that's what I had to learn. And a lot of things I was doing, I was actually thinking that I was doing something because I was being fooled by the busy work of coping with things instead of working to Get rid of them so you don't have to expend the energy. I didn't have to expend the energy of coping with them. So that's one. Here's another one, y'all. And that is thinking that just because you learned something new, that it's the first time anybody has ever learned it. Oh my gosh. Me, oh my. <laughs> I was guilty of this. And I was like, Michelle, your idiot, your your idiocy does not extend to the rest of the world. There are a lot of people that already knew what you know. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's a great epiphany for everybody. So don't make that assumption. And the reason why I say this is because when you do, you start to expose things about yourself that you probably don't want to. Because when you expose that kind of stuff, meaning that you expose that hubris that we just got through talking about, that excessive uh, self-confidence or arrogance, when you expose that, people in the know, will use it against you. They will start to appeal to and fluff up your arrogance and steal you blind, take everything from you and you'll look around and you won't even realize realize that you've gotten got until it's too late. You set yourself up to be a patsy, to, to be a mark for those who are smarter than you. So don't get into the habit of, and this might not be you, this might have just been me, but I've, I've seen it many times. That's why it made the list where just because you now know something does not mean that everybody didn't know it either. Now, it's great if you know something and you help, you, you, you now know it and help somebody else, but don't assume everybody uh, was beneath your understanding too. All right, so this one, 
Hold on to your bootstraps. Let me go on and break this one down, okay? And this one, this one is really apropos for right now, especially with uh, the stimulus package and the like. And I'm going to go on and say it. Accepting money, gifts, favors, or boons without accurately understanding the expectations, the price, or debt attached to them. Let me say that one one more time. Accepting money, gifts, favors, or boons without accurately understanding the expectations, price, or debt attached to them. This has been something that I have had to learn through pain and tears over the years. Be careful when someone comes offering easy money because there is always an expectation of price and or a debt combination thereof or all of them attached to it. And usually they like to keep that part quiet until after you've accepted the gift, the favor, or the boon. You see, again, nothing in life is free. Listen to P.T. Barnum when he tells you nothing in life is free. You are not any smarter than anyone else. You are not going to be able to skirt the issues. If anything, you are. And the reason why he says that they're a sucker is because those who think they can get around the general laws that humanity has to obey, they end up paying even more. And therefore, they are a sucker. He he said, why would you think that you could get an expensive pocket watch for a dollar? When everybody else can. Why are you the only one that um, Fortuna has blessed to be able to get over? And he says, those who try to get over, you get gotten over. Now, he didn't say it like that, but that's the gist of what he said. And so I'm going to go back to where we started. I'm going to say it again. Come on through, Mark Twain. He said, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. And Hopefully, what you'll start to see by looking at any time you start having impatience, hubris starts to set in. You know, that arrogance, that ego, it starts to make you think you're doing something. And especially if it's driven by desperation, you are ripe for the plucking to be fooled. You are ripe for the taking to be duped. And you are ripe for the picking to be put in suffering and to make sure that your long term sucks that you are going to suffer. And so I kind of want to put a challenge to you today if I can. And that is for the next, let's put it at three days. For the next three days, just make a little mental note or even um, a little pocket notebook if you've got one and write down impatience, arrogance, if you don't want to write down hubris, hubris or slash arrogance, and desperation. And just put a tick mark every time you sense that you are operating in in the corresponding one. And whether it's impatience for how fast your Keurig is working, or it's uh, impatience with uh, how long it takes for you to wait on the phone to get through to ask for your forbearance or whatever, make a note of it. Make a note if you find that your desperation has you trying to cope with adversity instead of doing what is needed to eliminate it or always trying to take the short way, the shortcut, the direct path when there's danger ahead, Um, accepting things without understanding the true price attached to them. And so I know we we have so much we could, more we could talk about, but I'm hoping that these three will help you. Remember, when you're trying, you should be avoiding smart foolery. Check and make sure that you're not being impatient, arrogant, or operating out of desperation. And so with that being said, guess what, y'all? Mm-hmm. 
my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget, check the show notes, like, subscribe, share, tell people about it. And if there is something you'd like for me to cover, send me a note. You can find the uh, way to do so in the show notes. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what? I'm going to do it again and see y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.